All right, good morning again. I'm going to sit this morning. It's a, it's a sitting while I talk kind of morning. We're going to get comfy together. Um, as I mentioned um, earlier, we are doing a series, uh, we have been doing a series for the past month called Figuring Us Out. And it's basically been intentionally talking about the fact that we are in a season of transition, a season of change. And we are in a season of change as a church uh, because our pastor who had been here for nine years resigned, but also many churches are in a season of figuring themselves out right now uh, because we are in our post-pandemic world. And there are many churches that are trying to figure out, okay, how do we move forward in this time? So, we have been talking about it, and the first Sunday that I shared, um, I talked about feelings that we can have in a time of change, and I said that we are, aren't all going to be starting at the same place or moving at the same pace, but we are on the journey together. So we are on a journey together, and we want to recognize that. Then, in addition, there is the fact that we, the church, are a body. Paul wrote that when he was writing to two different churches, when he wrote to the church of Corinthians and when he wrote to the church in Romans. He said, hey, you guys are a body. So as we understand how we operate as a church, how this works, we need to understand that we won't always understand each other. Just like my knee has no idea what my mouth does and cannot give it advice or value what it does because it thinks bending is very important and doesn't get it at all. We won't always understand each other or agree with each other, but we need each other because we are a body. And then we had a Sunday where we were able to share and uh, we got to hear from each other reasons why we chose this church as our church, why this church became our home, why these people became a part of our body. And then last week, I talked about the fact that we as a church, not just us, but Christians as a whole, were jostled during the pandemic. And I have this illustration, and I'm pretty sure it's like an anger management illustration, but I think of it all the time in lots of situations in life. If you're walking around with a mug, someone bumps into you, and coffee spills out, it's because there was coffee in the mug. So the church was walking around, <laughs> and we were jostled by this big event that jostled the world. But what spilled out of us when this happened? Was it unity? Was it love? Was it proof that we are followers of Christ, that we are following his commandments? Or is it something else? And I talked about how we can come on a Sunday morning and we can look around and we can think, this is not, this is not the church I remember. Sometimes we can think this feels like less, less than. It can feel like ruins. It can feel like rubble. And I talked about Nehemiah. And uh, Nehemiah's memoir is in the Old Testament. And when he heard at the state of the walls in Jerusalem, he mourned. 
He spent days praying and, praying and fasting. And I said, is how Nehemiah felt, is, is that the same as how we're feeling? Because he was mourning the state of things, but he was also mourning how they had been, that they had failed to live up to the ideal that God had given, the, given them, their part of the covenant. He, God said, this is how you be the people of God. And they failed. And I'm wondering, I'm not saying it's a correlation, but as we look around and we think, how are we going to rebuild? I think, I feel some of the same, same things as Nehemiah. If we're going to do this, if we're going to be the people of God, we need to make sure that we are also following his covenant. And Jesus said, I give you a new command to love. And I truly believe that as we go forward in this time, connection with each other, love and unity is incredibly important. So sometimes we can look around and we can feel despair. But we can also know that we can rebuild. And just like with Nehemiah, he did it because he knew that God was calling him to it. He knew that God was going to be with them. And he knew that they would need to do it together. One of the things that Nehemiah did when he was going, like beginning this rebuilding process is he did a tour of Jerusalem and he went around and he saw the condition of the walls. And so there are things that we can see. There are things we get financial reports in our emails sometimes. We can see that there are less people. We can talk with other people. And we can hear a little bit about the condition of each other in our church. But I also wanted to invite Josh, one of our elders, to come up and just give his perspective on how the pandemic affected us as a church. So Josh, would you be able to come and share? It's a very big question. So he's not gonna cover it all, but he's gonna give his perspective. Many of you guys know I serve on the board and uh, I currently uh, occupy a role of treasurer. Um, so one of the obvious ones is, you know, obviously impacted our church's finances. I will say though, one of the lessons that God has shown me in this time is just, you know, there's, when this all first came to be, I was pretty worried. And, uh, and then it's just like, almost like uh, God just came through for us. And we got these some random donations and things just seemed to work out. And so that was one core message I, I do want to share. Like, I, don't, I just, uh, you know, I hear the... Uh, the line, you know, man plans and God laughs. And, and I think uh, God, God has a plan. That's one of the core messages uh, is, that I want to share today. Is, uh, um, if he wants Grand Valley to be here, it will be here. It will remain. And if he wants Grand Valley to no longer exist and, uh, pursue a, and wants us to pursue um, his, his mission in another way, then we will do that. Um, so that, that's kind of one of the core messages I've gotten, you know, like try not to fixate so much on the dollars and cents and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, it's just practicality pieces to that. Um, but it can't occupy 100% of my mind. Um, 
in terms of um, how it's impacted the church, uh, you know, I think the pandemic has impacted people in so many ways. Uh, you know, research has told us, you know, like it, it's accelerating what's already there. We're seeing, you know, the, the increase in mental health problems. Um, you know, I just, uh, I just found out last night that we, we lost someone due to taking their own lives just, just a few days ago. And, uh, you know, he was someone who, who did have a relationship with God. And uh, you know, how the pandemic just accelerates what's already there and just makes it bigger. And um, so, yeah, mental health, I think of people's spiritual health. And uh, it really, uh, for, for my own self, like I, I had to really spend a lot of time. Um, and what, what does my faith mean to me? And I, I know maybe about a couple months ago, I, 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 I took a shot at doing a sermon uh, and uh, you know the concept of reconciliation and just so much in the media about the church and uh, the impact it had on people and you know you talk about you know being a place that um, shares love and uh, spills out love I forget the term you use but um, you know I think that's such a critical piece right there. Um, and I hope that was a part of the message I was able to share um, a couple months ago. But um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. So I know, I remember when we've, the pandemic first started, we were thinking, oh, let's give it a couple months, it'll blow over. And here we are a couple years later, so. And uh, like, I appreciate the opportunity that we're, we're kind of, let's figure us out and uh, just, let's make this something special. Um, but yeah, so uh, any other specific questions you have? Or, I don't, I don't know, think I don't, so. No? Okay. Thanks for sharing, okay. Josh. Okay, thank you. Unless, honestly, I, I just said I don't think so, but I mentioned something about chaos this morning and I'm okay embracing it. Does anyone else have any questions that you're wondering about the church? You can put me or Josh on the spot. <laughs> okay. Well, there is also, if you want to email questions to the board, as I mentioned earlier, um, they would love to hear from you. So in this season, um, as I, I feel a kinship to Nehemiah, who looked around and wondered, how did we get here? How is God being represented here? okay, I feel like we should be rebuilding. How do we rebuild? And one of the things that stood out to me when reading Nehemiah is that when they rebuilt, everyone had their section, their part that they did. And it says this person, it lays it out like a memoir. This person did this section and they did this and this and this. And this person did this section and they did this and this and this. And it... Um, they aren't together in the book in any way. But as I read it, it made me think of Paul's word, words as he described what the church is, that we are a body, that we all have our role, that we serve each other. And I truly believe that 
needing each other is the key to rebuilding. Um, another thing that I mentioned last week uh, is that Nehemiah told the people when they were mourning, he told them to stop mourning, and he said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And he was basically saying, let's not mourn, let's be who God has called us to be, let's be his people. And in the Old Testament, the joy of the Lord was about God's presence. And in the New Testament, like when the joy is mentioned, it's about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God's presence in us and working through us and equipping us and he is key to us learning how to be the people of God and operating well as the body of Christ which is the term that Paul used and I believe that God speaks to us and through us through the Holy Spirit and we learn things the, the Holy Spirit, at least in my life and in many people that I talk to, he uses the experiences that we go through to teach us things, to speak to us. And this morning we are going to have an opportunity to share things that God has taught us over the past few years. And I have gone back and forth as to whether I would share first. Um, <laughs> because I feel like sharing first is a great way to encourage others to share. And I think I will. Um, but it's not because I think my story is any more important than anyone else's. It's not because I think the Holy Spirit has taught me any more than anyone else. It's just because I happen to be up here and I feel like if I share, it might make it less scary for others to share. Though I hope the things that we learned were different because we are different members of the body and I do want to hear what you have learned. So what is something that God has taught you? Mine will include a bit of a story. What was my life like during the pandemic? I will be intentionally vague as I am telling this story because it's not only my story, it is my family's story. And I'm not here to tell the stories of those of my family members, just mine. Um, but important background would be that my husband's mental health before the pandemic was also was already a little bit of a struggle. There are some things happen, that happened and there are some reasons why, but he was in a difficult season when the pandemic started. Uh, and as Josh mentioned, there would have been many things that people have talked about, they were talking about it even during the pandemic, um, that the pandemic was going to affect people that had mental health struggles. It was, going to, uh, it was going to accelerate same things or make them worse. And I must say that there were plenty of times during the pandemic that I would read these articles. <laughs> and sometimes it would be reassuring to read the statistics. And in other ways, I just felt like we were a statistic. Um, but I still learned much. Um, there were coping mechanisms that Drew reached for, some that were healthy, some that were not healthy. Um, I also tried to find healthy ways to cope. I'm sure all of my ways to cope were not healthy, um, as I'm sure was the case with many of us during the pandemic. 
Um, but I used to joke when my kids were really little, babies and toddlers, they're, they're a whole thing. But I used to joke, as long as we all survived the day, it was a good day. There were days during the pandemic that I truly felt that that was my job. That some people's emotions were so big and so overwhelming to them. That my role was to ensure that we survived. And it was not easy. Uh, in some ways it was very exhausting. And there were times, I remember this one specific time that I was trying to think how I would explain to someone what my faith meant to me. And I thought there, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm so used to my faith being something that I do. You know, read my Bible or pray or I go to church or something. And all I had the energy for my faith to be at that moment was I was thinking about it is Lighting a candle, that's what I would do. If I needed to connect with God, all I could do, all I had the energy for, is I'd take my little lighter and I'd light my candle. And the ca candle reminded me that God was there. And that's how I got through. Uh, I know that there were messages being spoken at that time. Uh, but I couldn't bear to hear any more suggestion on how I could be a good Christian or things that I could do. I just needed reminders that God was there. And that's how I got through that. So that's one lesson that I learned and I'll, I'll share another one. Uh, I was doing my master's, a master's of divinity at this time. So I was learning uh, plenty about faith and theology and things like that. And it was last spring, I was doing a module, it's where you do a course, like lots of the class all at once. And I intentionally was like, okay, I'm gonna go and do this in person because I want to do this one in person. Uh, and I will say that that course was transformative for me in how I relate to God. Because I, how to say it? I had some, sometimes not understood how people could praise God for something good happening when I was aware that bad things also happened. And I would say, how could someone say an example, hey, I got into a car accident and I rolled my car and I survived, praise God. And that would bother me, not because I don't think that God deserves praise and I think, well, what about the family where someone in their family got in an accident and they did not survive. What do we say then? And in this course about the Psalms, it was truly a beautiful thing because to have a time where people came together and our teacher said, okay, so the Psalms is like the church's prayer book and it teaches us how to pray. And sometimes we think of the Psalms as something that teaches us how to praise, and it is. But there's plenty of 
things in the Psalms that we don't like to read in church because they uh, are dark and um, are honestly just saying people's emotions and we don't frequently say them. There are laments, people who actually go to God, why God? Or if they're angry, they say, God, do this mean thing to that person. People actually bringing all of themselves to God when they prayed. And I learned in that how to go to God with the good and the bad. And it was like a step up from the candle. When I needed my relationship with God to just be a reminder that he was there, that's what it was. But he brought it further. And it wasn't just that he was there, but that I could bring all of me not just the parts of me that could acknowledge that he was good, but the parts of me that were wondering why. And I began to view the Psalms as a prayer book that taught me that I could have all the feelings. I could be me, he would be there, and I could be me. And I'm going to share a prayer that I wrote during that time that was... I don't know if you've read Psalm 13, but the author of Psalm 13, as he wrote it, he asked God, how long? So I wrote this last spring based on that Psalm. How long, O Lord, must I carry this on my own? How long, O Lord, will we struggle in this flood? How long will the darkness enclose us? Look at me and answer, Lord. Strengthen us and give us your light. Or the night will win. Our hope will fade. And then I took the cue from the author of the psalm and I said, but I trust your faithfulness. I rejoice that you've broken the chains. I will sing praises when you liberate us. I would say I learned a lot about my relationship with God throughout the pandemic. But I learned most that he is there and it's okay for me to bring all of me, hopes, fears, and angers. It is not always the case that when someone prays like something like this, this is not the first time I was asking God for help either. But it was very powerful for me that less than a month after I wrote this, my husband came to me and said, I think I need to go, I need to go somewhere to focus on my health. I need to do something because this is not working anymore. And God moved in a powerful way. And our life is not the same way that it was, and I am incredibly grateful for that. Um, but what I learned is not necessarily that, hey, if you go and you pray this, everything's gonna get fixed. What I learned is, in all things, God can be there. And because of what I believe about who God is and who we are as a church, 
I believe that some of the ways that he shows us that he is there is in the lives of each other. So I hope that for some of you, this is an encouraging story. But my story is not the only story. I am not the only person that has learned things about God or myself or the world in the pandemic. So I would love to hear from you. It can be something small, it could be something big. But we have these mics here, and if you're not sure that you want to come up, you can let me know, and I will bring a mic to, hear, to you. But I would love to hear from you. I think we would all benefit from hearing from you. What is something that God has been teaching you this week, this month, or in the last few years? You want to say something, Sterling? Okay. <laughs> He's pointing at the mic and himself. <laughs> I was afraid if I shared it would be too heavy and that no one would want to share anything. But really, I would love to hear from others. I'm going to take some liberties with the parameters of your question uh, in terms of what happened during the pandemic, uh, but I will go back and, and talk about something that helped me get through it. And it happened many years ago, and it's continuing. Um, years ago, I adopted a prayer that went something like this, and I prayed it quite frequently. And it's, the prayer was this, God, give me a sensitivity to your spirit. And throughout the years, and I can look back many years, God has led whenever I was sensitive. When I was not, things always didn't always go well. And so God has led, and God has at times brought me up short. I do remember one day, uh, after work, I had a very bad, no good day. And as I was in my bedroom taking my tie off, loud and clear in my head popped the verse from 1 Thessalonians 5, and it says, in every situation, give thanks. And my instant response was, you've got to be kidding, God. I realized that was the wrong one. And so I changed that. But God has been faithful as long as, and he has, he has led and he has guided, and I, I, I do believe I've heard his voice. And it is that quality uh, in, in being sensitive to his spirit that I believed helped me through a number of situations, not just through the pandemic, but as the years have gone by. God's spirit, God, God speaks to us, God directs us, uh, and God has directed me. And I, I feel that it's that's, that awareness that God is prompting, God is directing. And I hope that that's what we as a church will be, that we will be sensitive to his spirit and that we will move in his directions. 
Thank you. Thanks, Monroe. That is my hope and prayer as well. And I would, I would like to open it up. It doesn't have to be recently. Um, I'm not sure how I wrote that. When I wrote it up there, it was open. What is something that God has taught you? When I wrote the email this week, uh, I said, what is something that God has taught you that you think he would like you to share? So. You mentioned something about uh, the pandemic uh, accelerating many, th many things. Uh, this is one thing that uh, I've been struggling with, I would say, even before pandemic. I mean, so but maybe a year or two. And I, I realized, like in many of my, in my spiritual life, uh, there were many props that were there in the, in the form of ministry, in the form of what I need to do, you know. That's something that I've been, um, and I've spoken with some of you, I've spoken with Kajal a lot, and said, what is this about? And, you know, it's about my relationship with God, right? Why should they have those props that will help me to, you know, go through the spiritual life? Um, that, during pandemic, really accelerated. And uh, one of the verses that uh, continuously helped me was uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. So that really was, uh, I was able to sit down and think through, remove those props, go away from all that I was, that I thought made me like those various parts of the ministry that I was working towards, that wheel that was going so fast in my life and I didn't have really enough time to sit down, sit back and my relationship with God. You mentioned that. My personal relationship with God has so much advanced in the last couple of years. So that has been my, God has taught me that I am enough. There's, it's very simple. It's not very complicated. One-on-one -on -one relationship with God. And that's very simple. Removing all that was propping me up and just, it's been an amazing journey for me personally. And I think we spend a lot of time together as husband and wife in God's word, thinking, talking, praying together. And it's been an amazing uh, couple of years. He's done a lot of uh, good things for me. But have we figured out everything going forward? No, I'm not. I'm in the process. So I'm taking a step back and I'm just, okay, God, I want to take time. I want to spend that time with you to make sure that going forward, you know, one, one step at a time, put it that way. So that's what God has taught me. Thank you, Gerald. They say the key is to you, you let it be awkward and then you let it go a little bit longer. So that's what I'm doing. If there's anyone else who would like to share, we would love to hear from you.
Okay. I think that was enough awkwardness, but if you still want to stand up, it's okay. Um, thank you. Um, I know that not everyone feels comfortable coming up and talking here, but um, I truly believe that God wants to move through us um, and he wants to give us all our spot. And I do believe that this is a season where we are going to start to explore that. God, who do you want me to be? As Gerald, you said you, that you are, that's what you're figuring, you're taking a step back and you're figuring that out. And I think we are going to do that as a church as well. So we have done this series, Figuring Us Out, where we've talked a little bit about what transition is like, um, talked about how some feelings that we're going to have, how things are going to be, and I have shared how I truly believe the key for this season is us figuring out how to be unified, uh, making sure that we are intentionally connecting with each other, and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us how to love. Uh, I heard something recently and someone said, uh, I asked someone to teach me how to love and he sent me difficult situations where I had to learn. That may be the case. Um, but it may be the case that we're just there right now, that this is a season where we have to learn how to love, how to be there for each other, how to be united, how to follow Jesus in this kind of thing. Um, we're going to take a break for the next uh, Christmas season and not going to be talking as much about how do we figure this out and who are we and how are we going to do this. I still believe that those principles, understanding that this is a time of change, uh, intentionally connecting and loving each other, I think those are incredibly important. But we also want to take a season and just be the people of God celebrating the fact that Jesus came into the world. And so that is what we will be doing uh, in the season of Advent, and I hope that you will continue to join us. I am excited. Um, some of it will be me speaking, and we will hopefully have other people sharing as well. Um, but thank you. I'm going to do a quick prayer as we head out, and then um, we've had church, and then we're going to go be the church. God, thank you so much for who you are. We cannot even go in to all that you have been to each of us, but thank you for who you have been to each of us. Thank you for the things that you have taught us in our lives and that you have taught us through each other. I pray that you would be with us this week. We know that you are with us, but send us the reminders that you are. May we confidently live in relationship with you and may you teach us how to be in relationship with each other. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys. Have a good week.